Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. I have one thing to say. You better work. Three snaps up. Come on, Justin. Three snaps up. Get on that runway. You know, it's Fashion Easter week. Oh, they're working it. They're working it. Popping up and down. Guys, gals, transgenders. I don't know. Depending on what they identify with today. But they bop up and down on that runway like they have a stickball bat stuck up their tuchus. Nobody walks that way. And they're uh, dressed with the fashionista statements of designers and those who spend an entire year preparing their collection to be seen. And who's in the first row? It's Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's already started it. In fact, if you go to my Facebook, uh, Wrong Way, uh, Lou Rufino... You will see that last night he was styling and profiling, not at the WABC Gala, which you thought he would have been, honoring our station and our owner, uh, John Katsimatidis, and cousin Brucey, iconic as he is to all of New York. He was at a fashion show for the start of Fashion Easter Week, and what was he wearing, Justin? A red jacket. Like the old A&P managers, remember, of the Great Atlantic Pacific Company? They used to wear red jackets. Oh, it was so gauche. So if you look at my Facebook page, you actually see posted Eric Adams, fashion plate, right? Not. Next to yours truly, Curtis Lewa. Because he decided to wear the color red, maybe he'll grow a pair. Maybe he'll man up instead of crying that he can't deal with the illegal invasion that he's encouraged. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. And I see he's got a very difficult schedule today in the middle of this emergency and crisis, a crisis involving illegals, a crisis involving crime. He's attending the Ralph Florian Showcase during New York's Fashion Week. And he'll be there all night long and then go to the club Zero Bond, a private club. Whatever happens in a private club stays in a private club until the break of dawn. So let's get right on down to it. Because Eric Adams has always claimed that the fashion business is what moves the meter towards economic prosperity. And he's the leader of the pack. I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah. My way. That's swag. Yes, sir. Yeah, right into the ground. But he insists that swagger can guide us through every problem that we have. 
including this illegal alien invasion that he has encouraged time and time again. We've allowed people to beat us down so much that all we did was wallow in COVID. That's all we did. And we no longer believe. This is a city of swagger. This is a city of resiliency. And all of these messages out there of what is going to happen, what is going to happen, we're going to survive. Oh, I feel so much better knowing that it's swagger that's going to get us through this. By the way, another tough event on his calendar today. At 5.30, he delivers remarks and naturally does what he does every day like a borough president. Cuts a ceremonial ribbon at the 40th annual Queens County Farm. So if you want to give him grief, show up tonight at 5.30 at the Queens County Farm Museum, 73-50 Little Neck Parkway, and give him grief. Because while he is there cutting ribbons and taking photographs, you know where I'm going to be, just miles away outside of Creedmoor. And I'm inviting all of you to be there for the night to protect our children. It's a coalition to save the neighborhoods in Eastern Queens that now have a tent on the grounds of Creedmoor with a thousand single able body illegal aliens with nothing to do and nowhere to go, and they're already a menace in the neighborhood. And this coalition consists of mostly moderate Democrats. It's nonpartisan. It has co-op owners, PTAs, and parents standing together to save their neighborhoods from the migrant tent city on Creedmoor grounds. All local public and parochial school parents are invited to speak out. Bring your signs, bring your friends, family, and neighbors to stand together to protect our children and our community as we say no tents, no migrants. Close the border, Americans first. Gee, look at what I'm doing as the mayor in exile on the island of Manhattan that has to do with neighborhoods in peril. And then look at the fashionista, the swagger man no, with no plan, and look at his schedule. <laughs> and then he talks about he's still waiting for his job to get tough. And people have the audacity to say to me that being a man of the city of New York is the second most difficult job in politics. You know what I tell them? I tell them, when does the hard part start? Yeah, well, what's hard about cutting ribbons, Eric Adams? And going to fashion shows at night. I mean, that's what borough presidents do. That's what you did as a borough president in Brooklyn. Guy, man up. Stop moaning and groaning like a kid lost in a department store looking for his mommy. You got a crisis at hand that you created. It's time to man up. But no, no, no. He's basically abandoned ship. He's abdicated. He's flown the white flag of surrender because he said it's up to us. Can't expect any more from him, the mayor, because he's in retreat. He's A-W-O-L-M-I-A at ribbon cuttings and fashion shows. This is a moment where people need to stop asking, Eric, what are you doing? This is a moment we need to ask, what are we doing? We can't do this alone. This is an all-hands-on-deck. 
the dollars coming in are not equaling the dollars that we have to pay going out. So we're going to do our part to the best of our abilities within the financial restraint, but we have a real call. We need every New Yorker that has something to offer to play a role. This is not Mayor Adams' job. This is the job of the people of the city of New York. Wow. This is not his job. He's flown the white flag. He's abdicated. He can't handle it. He's on the JV. You gave him a, look, you voted him on to the varsity. He wanted the varsity letter, right? <laughs> He's just not up to prime time. Look, I forgive all of you, but now you got to suffer for another two years. I'm running against him because I'm ready to do the job, not go to fashion shows and cut ribbons like a glorified borough president. And then, just like his hero, Joe Biden, who has pimp-slapped him around, won't even return his call, won't even meet with him, and he still keeps referring to himself as the Biden of Brooklyn, he has his Joe Biden moments. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. We do. We do recognize that you're incompetent. Could I hear that one more time, Lou? That's like music to my ears because I don't think this Stunad even understands that he was speaking truth to power there. He was speaking the truth. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. Yeah, recognize. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, for so many of you, I remember the arguments that were made. You know, he's a law and order Democrat. He was a cop for 22 years. I said he's a house mouse. No, no, no. Cop for 22 years. You know, he's the new face of the Democratic Party. Yeah, the face of somebody who's in retreat, who's a little boy lost, doesn't know where to turn. He's made so many promises. He has attention deficit disorder. There isn't one thing in close to two years that define his mayoralty except for posturing, propaganda, press conferences, photo ops, but no delivery, no follow-up. Hey, you chose him. Now you got to suffer. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is the Riffin' Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Born to be Dennis Hopper, Peter Fonda, oh, easy rider, right? On their choppers, their Harleys, their Triumphs, their Indians, not the Suzuki. 
But this can now be applied to a lot of the illegal aliens who, the moment they get here, they claim they don't have two nickels to rub together. They throw them around like manhole covers. And instantaneously, all of a sudden, they end up with um, motorbikes, Vespas, many motorcycles, we can call them. Except for the most part, they are not registered at all. And they are subject of being seized by the NYPD, which should. That is their duty. If they see these vehicles that are unregistered, their job is to take them, put them on the back of pickup trucks, NYPD pickup trucks, take them to the nearby precinct, store them in the parking facility, tell them if they have paperwork, they can come and bring them, bring it and get their vehicles, their bikes, and the likelihood is 98% of the time they don't because either they don't have any paperwork or they're stolen or they've uh, varnished off the ID numbers, any number of uh, situations that emerge. But the lead story here at WABC, and it is the one that Noam Layden broke, our news director, is how on Jefferson Street in Bushwick, in the heart of the hipster millennial enclave that our own Macedonian Phil, hipster millennial himself, originally from Jersey, lives in. Most people there were not birthed there. That now there is a war going on between the white hipsters and millennials who are reporting the fact that the illegal aliens housed in a shelter on that block on Jefferson Street in Bushwick have been uh, making racket all night long to the wee hours of the morning, riding their Vespas and their motorbikes on the sidewalks, gunning them up and down the block, fighting, carousing, smoking weed, drinking cerveza, uh, no curfew at that shelter. Illegal aliens have no curfews at shelters, but American citizens, even veterans do. They have to be in at 10 o'clock at night or they lose their bed. How is it that we don't have a curfew for illegal aliens that we're paying for? whether they're staying in a no-tell motel, whether they're staying in a tent, or whether they're staying in a shelter. And that's part of the problem. major part is, why the hell are they here to begin with? But I want you to hear the battle. Police officers from the 83rd Precinct originally had conducted educational outreach efforts and issued warnings to address these complex challenges. Oh, what complex challenges? You tell them they're supposed to register their vehicles. If they don't, you snatch them up. Oh, but this is the new soft. Oh, we don't want to use force. Because remember, when we use force, not only do we lose as cops, but our mayor, the commander-in-chief, will sign the consent decree, as he recently did, and give money to the people who attacked us. Black Lives Matter, which is now big, large mansions, Antifa, any of those who hate cops. But anyway, I digress. Listen to the battle as it was waged outside of this illegal alien shelter on Jefferson Street at 7.55 in the morning when the cops moved in to seize the unregistered mopeds and vespers. So 
So the illegal aliens have run out into the street and are battling the cops from the 83rd precinct. And this is some of the translation that I got from my senior guardian angel, Arnold Salinas, who has been with me for 46 years. Some of them are saying there are too many cops for just one guy. Hey, we worked hard for these bikes. Others are saying the cops are overstepping the boundaries. Over How the hell would they know what the boundaries are? In their country, Venezuela, they come up to them with a baton, a truncheon, and they beat them right there and put them in a gulag. Whoever was filming was definitely Dominican as per his heavy accent. And when you look at the video, which uh, is viral now, you'll notice that the so-called poor and impoverished illegal aliens from Venezuela uh, whose bikes were taken were in designer clothes and sneakers, uh, high-priced sneakers. We're not talking skippies. We're not talking knockoffs. So now let's go through this because this is very troublesome. This is not Staten Island. This is not East Queens. This is not the Rockaways. This is not a normal blue-collar working-class neighborhood. Since a neighborhood prides itself on being very liberal, progressive, socialist, predominantly white hipster millennials who come from Iowa where there are more pigs than people, Idaho where there are more potatoes than people, and who consider themselves to be very, very much involved with equity and basically um, taking a bohemian lifestyle. Well, here is the New York One report, the network of the hipsters and millennials, as they described what transpired. Chaos ensues outside a migrant shelter in Brooklyn as police confiscate more than a dozen mopeds. Then uh, she indicates how many of these illegals were arrested after they attacked the police and the police fought back. Cell phone video shows officers clashing with migrants Thursday morning outside 455 Jefferson Street in Bushwick. Six migrants were taken away in handcuffs on several charges, including assault and resisting arrest. Assault, resisting arrest, attacking cops, uh, they were cut loose. With desk appearance tickets, his disappearance tickets was ICE, Limigre Immigration and Naturalization Service, called in? No. Because being a uh, sanctuary city, again, it's not a law, but declaring ourselves a sanctuary city, part of that is you are not permitted any judicial agency, any agency of law enforcement to deal with ICE. The hero men and women who each day put on bulletproof vests and go out there and arrest some really bad hombres who have either committed uh, serious crimes in their country of origin or crimes here. And you're talking gangbangers, drug dealers, murderers, rapists, pedophiles, the whole nine yards, sex traffickers. But no, nobody called ICE, nobody called Amigra. They were not taken and detained downtown in Vesey Street, which is the immigration uh, jail around in Elizabeth in New Jersey. They were cut loose and told that they have to report to court. And because they're asylum seekers, those those cases will be dismissed. Oh, yeah, they're untouchables. They're untouchables. But New York One had to talk and report of how it's going down in the white hipster millennial liberal progressive socialist community. Residents say the noise has become a major problem. Ooh, noise is a major problem. I remember when I was a teenager 
And after I left home, I lived in Brownsville on Osborne and Hegeman. And I lived up in the Bronx, right near Sedwick. Excuse me, that's Sedwick. <laughs> right, right near West Fordham Road. And oh my God, there'd be guys that were playing congas and timbales till two, three, four in the morning. You call 911. And 911 was a joke. Because the actions uh, of the police were, what are you, crazy? It's cultural. Yeah, it's cultural to keep everybody up, including Hispanics, who got to go to work the next morning, get up about five or six, bull feathers. Let's continue. There was a lot of late night partying, um, a lot of drinking um, and loud music playing. And then recently it's been more so the mopeds have been the issue. Um, just kind of all night coming and going, loud motors, alarms. Hold on a second. Justin, that's one of your peeps. That guy was the classic, stereotypical white, I don't know if it's male, you know, I want to identify him as male, and then all of a sudden I get blowback, whatever he identifies himself as. A white hipster millennial. Did you hear what he was complaining about? The illegal aliens. Could you play that again, please? Play that again. There was a lot of late night partying, um, a lot of drinking um, and loud music playing. And then recently it's been more so the mopeds have been the issue. Um, just kind of all night coming and going, loud motors, alarms. Wow. Wow, you're just telling the truth. And then he said what all the neighbors, his fellow neighbors, white hipster, millennials, liberal, progressive socialists were saying, which is that these illegals are keeping them up at night. Jeff Albert has lived across the street from the site for 14 years. He says this otherwise quiet block has taken a turn for the worst in recent months due to excessive noise. It's pretty disturbing. Um, you know, luckily there's... It's only been noise that's been an issue, but um, kind of all night I'm, I'm woken up, and at times there's been shouting. There's I've witnessed fights happen, um, so it yeah it definitely disrupts my my week. Oh, disrupts your week. Hmm. But he did the right thing, and uh, he doesn't seem to remember that Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, said to people like him just two years ago where they could go. go you go back to Ohio, New York City belongs to the people that was here and made New York City what it is. Hmm. And then, of course, uh, New York One was reporting on the dust-up. They said that the cops clashed with the illegals, right? It was the illegals who had attacked the cops from the 83rd Precinct who were doing their job, which was seizing the unregistered vehicles because the hipsters and millennials had done the hipster millennial thing. No violence. They went to the community boards. They went to meetings. They filed complaints. They called 311. Uh, they were very disciplined in that. They never went outside and confronted the illegal aliens because the illegal aliens would have turned them into speed bumps, just like they hoped to turn cops from the 83rd Precinct into speed bumps. So they reported on this. All in all, 15 mopeds were seized during the raid. The NYPD says all the confiscated bikes were unregistered. Huh. Unregistered. So they were warned in advance by the 83rd Precinct. The 83rd Precinct conducted educational outreach efforts and issued warnings to address this complex challenge. How is it a complex challenge? 
if you want to be nice, you say, hey, you got to get this vehicle registered or we're going to have to seize it. You want to put it in 38 different languages? You want to do it that way? I wouldn't. I would just take the bikes, put them in the back of the precinct, and let them know. You bring the paperwork, you get the bikes. If not, guess what? We're going to recycle your bikes. Very simple. You tell me that English, learn English. You're here in America, right? It's the language of America. That's why you came to America. You got to be blunt. You got to be straight up. But then, of course, there is the councilwoman, Jennifer Gutierrez, the New York City councilwoman. She must really have a problem here because it's her white hipster millennial uh, socialist uh, constituents who elected her. And she's got to satisfy their complaints, but she's got to show that she's in solidarity with the illegals. In a statement, City Councilwoman Jennifer Gutierrez of Bushwick said, while the confiscation was in response to community complaints, I am disappointed at how these actions were performed and don't agree with the fear and intimidation tactics that the NYPD is performing on behalf of the mayor. Don't agree with the tactics. Well, what what were they supposed to do, Jennifer? And by the way, where were you? Well, they say, like Tiffany Caban, right, who is her associate socialist, who's been in St. Louis partying at bars in the middle of this crisis, partying in bars in St. Louis. So she writes in a comment, oh, I'm not happy with the brutal way that the cops handle things. These illegals attacked the cops. They should have been arrested, tried, and then deported. It's that simple. And, oh, my God, now we'll have hearing. But, but you know, I love this, though, because it's a hipster millennial socialist neighborhood, predominantly white. They always find candidates of color. They find someone who's black, someone who's Hispanic, someone who's transgendered, but person of color to run. Meantime, the bulk of them are out-of-towners who are hipsters and millennials, and they mostly live on blind trust in mommy, daddy, and their grandparents' front. Well, guess what? Welcome to New York City. This is the reality of what Joe Biden has created, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. And expect more of it. You see, the illegals have learned one thing. You could do anything to cops. You could attack them. You could even get arrested. But there's also a fallback. That you can go to lawyers that we fund with our tax dollars through legal aid, walk into their offices on a big sign on the wall that says, no ban to migrants, no wall to keep migrants out, New York City is for all, what can I do to help you? And they say, you know, I saw on Channel 41, Channel 47, Telemundo Univision, that you could actually be arrested, you could actually hit a cop, and then the city will give you money? Like $10,000 each, is that true? Well, yes, that is. You want me to file on your behalf? Is this crazy or what? How come they're not taking the illegal, unlicensed uh, bikes, the Vespas, the motorbikes, in front of the Milford Plaza right there on 8th Avenue, across the street? It's called New York Road now. How come they're not doing it outside of the Roosevelt Hotel? Oh, that's right, Arthur Idala, he's our resident expert. He's uh, the Eagle Beagle. Uh, his office is right there. They give him scooters. They, they, they give him these scooters, and they drive around illegally and recklessly, these uh, migrants, and they knock people over and do all kinds of uh, horrible stuff. They give him these damn scooters. 
That's what they do. Okay, I, I you know, my my migrant experience is at, at Roosevelt, the, Ro- the Roosevelt Hotel, which is right on the block of my law firm on Forty Fifth Street. Yeah. So they're not they're not a lot of scooters floating around there. <laughs> Oh, man, what an apologist for City Hall. That Arthur Idell has got his schnoz right up Eric Adams' butt. Hey, Arthur, 60 of them out there every day. Open up your eyes and do something you don't as a liar for hire. Tell the freaking truth. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Sliwa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Go, 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 shawty. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck if that's your birthday. You find me in the club. Man, culturally appropriate in my name, plain African-Americans are generally named Curtis, not white boys, Caucasian persuasion, snow bros. Curtis Jackson, 50 Cent, and actually singing in the club for the police commissioner of New York City, who has been an absolute dismal disappointment to me, Eddie Caban. Why it encouraged mayor and others to appoint as our police commissioner taking the place of Keyshawn Sewell. I mean, a dismal failure. He's proven to be just a lapdog of the person who considers himself the commander in chief and in charge of the uh, police department, the house mouse, Eric Adams, and his unindicted co-conspirator, friend for life, Bill Banks, who became a confidential informer to avoid going to jail and then ratted out fellow cops to stay out of jail. Now look at him. He's deputy mayor of public safety, position we haven't had since uh, David Dinkins. Hey, how did that work out, huh, with Judge Marlin? Lousy. But anyway, this is what Caban said on his first day when he was sworn into office right there in front of the, uh, I think it was at 41st Precinct, Alexander Avenue, South Bronx, so for 138th. The rumors were, stronger than rumors, that the reason why Keechon Sewell stepped down was that basically the mayor and full banks did not allow her to do her job, that they let her speak at ceremonies and these types of things. But when it was something serious, they basically castrated her. Uh, were you worried about that when you took this position? Do you have any reason to believe that'll be the case with you? You know, to be honest, I think the mayor has his job to do, and I have my job to do. But I think it's the same mission, and that mission will always be public safety. You know, we always have to make sure that this city is safe and everyone in it is safe. And to be honest, at the end of the day, I think that's all New Yorkers really care about. Yeah, that's right. Like that 60-year-old black grandmother on 116th and Lexington Avenue, beaten to a pole 50 times with the cane that had been taken from her by a monster. And then your two cops rolled up and said to her, well, you know something, if we arrest him, we'll have to arrest you because he's pressing charges. Really, Eddie Caban, you should have had their freaking badges. No happy birthday to you. What a miserable police commissioner you've turned out to be. But anyway, for everybody else, you know we're on the cusp of uh, 9-11 this Monday. And the big Tunnel to Towers Foundation walk run is coming up on Sunday, September 24th. 
We have individual teams here from WABC. You can go to wabcradio.com slash walk and click on my picture with Nancy to donate. We'll be there that morning. You can walk with uh, Nancy, myself, and Anthony, my oldest son, because we'd like to raise the most money for this great Tunnel to Towers Foundation walk run. WABCRadio.com slash walk. Click on our picture. Join us on the walk. And never forget 9-11 because too many people are beginning to do just that.